On this week's episode of Meet the Brave, we would like to do an extra shout out to a female black owned business that you can support this holiday season. If you're a candle fiend like myself or know someone that is, Candle Lit Scents is a one stop shop for all of your candle needs. Having the right scent flowing through your spot sets the vibe. If you didn't know that, that's free game. <laughs> and if you did, here's a great resource. Each one of their products is intentionally crafted with toxin-free and eco-friendly materials to bring quality to you and care to our environment. Each vessel comes paired with an affirmation that falls in line with the theme of the collection to promote positivity in your life. I am supporting this business. This is one of the homies, but her candles are absolutely amazing. It's a black-owned small business. One of my favorite scents that she already has is called Lissy, L-I-S-S-Y. It's a unique hint of honey, rich floral, and ripe citrus that's rounded out by a powdery base notes. Aromatic ginger and the earthy scent of sage to peek in to lend some herbaceous qualities to the fragrance's body. It's a great scent to wake you up and bring some liveliness to your day. That's one of my favorite scents. And she also just dropped a couple new scents that are for her holiday collection. So definitely, definitely check her out. Her Instagram handle is CandoLitScents, K-A-N-D-O-L-I-T-S-C-E-N-T-S. Or you can go directly to her website, which is www.CandoLit.com. That's www.K-A-N-D-O-L-I-T.com. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta, where if you think the pizza is good, try hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, and I mean nobody, does wings like NWP. Order now online for takeout, delivery, and you can finally pull up and dine in restaurant. Uh, Winter is approaching, but their lovely indoor-outdoor setup. Pull up on Northwest Pizza and enjoy games, family atmosphere, and some of the best food the Rogue Valley has to offer. Today's episode of the Meet the Break podcast is powered by Uplifters. That's Uplifters with no vows, a strategy company focused on the economic advancement and wellness of black and brown communities all around the world, starting right here at home in the Bay Area. Tap in with founder Janelle Sion and all his original content in the brand new hit series winning formula, executive produced by our very own Alexius Franklin. For all things Uplifters, follow on IG or visit Uplifters.com. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by the Reef Studios, a multimedia facility located right here in the heart of downtown Oakland, specializing in multi-tracking instruments, musicians, vocalists, podcasts, audiobooks, you name it, it can be done right here at the Reef Studios. Tap in now, follow the Reef Studios on IG and DM for all inquiries as spots are filling especially because hit albums like Nothing Lasts Forever, some of Grand Nationals, Twice on Sunday, with some of your favorite artists coming to the reef, and some of your favorite podcasts being recorded there, like this very, very hit show, Meet the Brave. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Let's Bubble Productions, a multimedia digital storytelling company founded by none other than our very own Alexius Franklin of the Meet the Brave podcast. Lex and company got their feet in the game doing music videos, but the goal was always to scale and do long-form, short-form storytelling from film to hit series to documentaries around the world. For all of your digital storytelling needs, visit letsbubbleproductions.com today. We got a special guest in the house tonight. Nah. 
Oh Lord, who there? <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Hey, I like, who all, go, like, who all gonna be there? I like the concern. Right? Like the concern. <laughs> like, <laughs> who all go? Who all gonna be there? Who 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 got invited to the party? L A Bird. They don't do that, dog. <laughs> and it, and it, and it's fully L A Bird too, for real. Oh Lord, Mister yeah. Mister, I write books himself. <laughs> Just been three All months. right, so, I see it. I was in a sound bath yesterday in Malibu. Like, what's happening to me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> my mom wouldn't be, would be happy about it. But this. wait, to <laughs> not to not even fight <laughs> it is the crazy <laughs> part. <laughs> to my not even not fight it. <laughs> my ancestors are like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> bro. Oh, bro. I would just like all y'all to know that. I mean, you came to this show, so we got to talk our shit. Uh, Bird likes to pretend like he's very wholesome mm. because he be writing children's books and shit. Mm. For the kids. Mm. <laughs> For the kids, baby. I'm hey. just saying, there. if you if y'all think L is crazy, hey. ain't no way to believe that the niggas around him ain't also crazy. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yes, that nigga might have a couple pictures of French toast, but he got, he got it in him. <laughs> Hey, you got you got to throw them off the scent. Oh, like, t- well, how many startups you trying to invest in? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no lie, we, we could talk. We could talk off off uh, off Michael that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I got I got a few dollars to throw that way. Easy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, praise him in Sunday. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Now, nah, for real, you make the most money off Pearl. Uh, Bro, we're not doing this. Not today. We're not starting. We're not starting the show like that. This is crazy. I'm just. I'm about to. Let you. you, you How you, y'all do it? How you do it, Lex? How you, you know, a wholesome human being? Hey, sensible. The sensible N words episode did do numbers, by the way. I just want, just want to point that out. Just saying. Lex Bub, it's good to have you back, bro. It's good to be back. I missed y'all. We missed you. You guys are shit looped now. Yeah, oh, man. Come on, baby. I told you. I t- hey, hey, look here, man. We're going to get efficient around. Hey. Come hella high water, man. Hey. We're going to get some structure around here. Hey, work, work smarter, not harder. Come on, man. man. Uh, hey, top flight security of the world, Craig. <laughs> you know not the city, the world. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Hey, if they got Fast and Furious, no. If they got Fast and Furious 19, nigga, we can for sure figure out this podcast shit for sure. You feel me? Hey, you seen the, you seen the uh, meme of, of Vin Diesel and Sarah J, the porn star? It's like, come on, blood. This, this who this nigga is for real? <laughs> so now my little childhood is ruined. Bro, that's that's a cold side by side. Bro. That is fucked up. Damn. Oh man, it's the Meet the Break podcast. I am Monty Draper. I am LG. Lex B-U-B. I'm B. Hey, <laughs> gang in here. Finally back in studio. Uh we got we got our man's back. Man, they was holding you. Hey, Yay looked like he was being held hostage, but it was a few pictures when you and you Lodge and Bird was like this. It was like <laughs> they got the they got the machete to my man head. What's going on, man? Um but it's only fitting uh, we, we come back with, with family. We got Young Bird in the building today, brother. What's going down, man? Not much, man. Happy to pull up. Man, I, so, it's, so it's, a few, it's a few moments in the pod that make me really proud. But it's like 
when your niggas reach out, be like, hey man, y'all talking, y'all talking for me. Uh, when Bird and B Walk reached out about listening to the pod, these are the last two niggas I expected to be listening to the podcast <laughs> in the beginning. It was like, but then I thought about, it, I was like, no, of course they're listening. And then B was the first one to give proper context on what it meant to have L on a mic every week speaking. Like working through his thoughts, I was like, "Damn, you!" When you put it that way, it is valuable. But then, Bird being like, "Nah, bro, this the this the this the joint," and then sending ideas and no, like, "Yo, you probably should look in." It. I'm like, "Bro, this is this is how you build a community." So, thank you for pulling up, bro. But thank you for fucking with the yes, show sir. too, for oh, real. For sure, man. For sure. We um, I met met a cat. Uh, uh, shout out to the state diff homies too, TK and Greg. Um, I met them like two days ago. We got to go sit in their studio. They got a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, where Greg was like, nah, bro. I'm, you know, introducing yourself to people. You're like, what's popping? What's going on? Monty, you're like, man, I listen to the show every Monday, man. It's my, my spiritual reset. I'm like, we out here giving niggas spiritual resets. That's terrifying and amazing all at once. I'm so, like, oh damn. <laughs> also, also, don't just skim past how much of a bar that one is. A spiritual reset, nigga? Boy, I'm about to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that one is definitely going into my next like little situation. See, little, little see, association. niggas always take the good and use it for evil. Nah, bro. Hey, bro. baby, you my spiritual reset. Bro, like, don't say that to nobody, what? G. Don't be outside talking like that. What? <laughs> you know how far that'll go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, wellness, wellness is is the new prostitution shit. So if we're about to be honest out here. Say, so. say that, Shotty. Hey, plenty will. Cause, uh, so I mean, if a bitch trying to get you know spiritually aligned, you know, let me. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing to it. I don't know what me? I'm on today. I don't even know. Y'all so toxic. The worst part is she she gonna say something like, "Won't God do it to you?" <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I don't uh, even know why I'm like this today. <laughs> it's all good. You wake up like this. What's can we can we do our our our, our gang check in, our family check in? How y'all feeling for real? Good, man. I think I think well, my part I'm great. I fucking it was a busy ass week and I didn't realize well when I hit y'all yesterday, I didn't know what day it was, what was going on, and that had nothing to do with like anything. Just putting that holiday in the middle of of the week. Well, I guess it wasn't the middle, but Damn or something near. like that, and uh, you know, having to be around family and you know, grandpa's eighty fourth and stuff like that. You know, it's, it was a lot, so it was, it was it was beautiful. Talking to uh, talking to the fam and like in each one of their um, dealings or whatever, able to like offer some some level of context uh, is beautiful too. So like you know, everybody you realize that folks, everybody's going through something. And if you can offer something, you know what I mean, and that goes a long way. You don't know how far that could go. So that was a be- that was a beautiful piece for me. So I was just fully um, immersed in the idea behind, you know, family. So that's I was really appreciative on that. And then Monty came and broke all that shit up with a with a video, letting us know that what we doing on the on the on the uh, on Thanksgiving ain't true ain't true. Oh, <laughs> hey, my bad. Man. <laughs> I only sent it because I, I thought I that out, shit was, I was funny. Out, I was out there, giving, we was out there giving thanks. <laughs> I only sent it because it was funny. It was like, but I'm fully eating my uh, my dresses while this nigga making this uh, anti Thanksgiving video. I'm not trying to hear. Why they do that to us, bro? Why, nah, that was, why, nah, that was great, bro. Out of all the people, they want great. us to be like, hey, fuck 
family getting together and like connecting and checking yeah. on each other and being yeah. grateful for one another, one another, like have morals collectively as a country now. Why us and why yeah. now? This that's not gonna happen on this one. Sorry. Yeah. Like remember remember the slaughter and yeah. the pillaging. And that's and not even it. a diss to our indigenous folks. That's just like fam, take that shit up to Piedmont. Like get the fuck out of here. That like <laughs> that's what that feels like in my brain. I know yeah. that's nuts to say, but that's just how I think about it. Yeah. And I'm gonna enjoy my uh, potato salad. Yeah. And my granny yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah I'll just talk yeah. about I'll just talk about that with you, B it was just like it's it's crazy that black people have to continuously be the moral compass for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like you hold us to a higher standard than everyone else. And it's like, bro, we should have there should be Nothing that we could do that is above what's already been done to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, the shit that we do is just literally from, you know, generations of what took place, you know? So, if we got somebody that's out here taking heads off, best believe, nigga, that's way up his ancestral chain that they that's fighting alignment on that one. You know what I'm saying? You might want to change some shit before you get at the nigga that's doing that shit. So, but it is what it is. And if we really, really want to talk about it, we want to get into our little hotel bag. I mean, there's some niggas that are indigenous, so. But <clears throat> let's go around that circle. Um, <laughs> L, I did want to ask, do you feel that now that you feel more connected to your ancestors, like it, you experience family differently? Completely, completely. I, I feel more. I feel more in lines with everyone that's like breathing. Uh, now that I got like all of that stuff taken care of uh, with folks that are not so. Um, like when I was having these conversations with family, I just remember over the course of maybe the last uh, shoot few years, me doing me still going to these like family gatherings or whatever. But I I wasn't. My communication was pretty surface, and I wasn't all that like there you know what i mean like i i'll be out to the side or you know drinking super heavy and like not really communicating that much with uh family members um and not and feeling like i'm not connected to them whatsoever so i felt like i was outsider in a way um to like this year the communication with everyone was like it was all touching them in a whole nother way and i, so I could see it and feel it um and even from their side it was like damn like the you know they didn't want to stop communicating you know what i mean so that's a completely Aww. different that's a completely different um deal than in, in the past so you know i love that yeah no nah, that's that's next level that kind of be how how was it for you being away like what how do you how did you like do holiday the holiday flow so let's start with saying that l said the middle of the week was a holiday and Monty said, well, damn near, because y'all thinking about Thanksgiving, but the real nigga holiday. Oh, shit. Real nigga. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Keep, 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 it, keep, it, keep it a stack. You, you damn, you damn near ain't making back from that birthday, Shawty. I ain't going to hold you. That's why she woke up like this. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, was, I was getting L a couple new real estate agents. Anyway. Uh, so. hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we still we gotta we gotta no, fill up our contacts. Um, I, I'm just saying, I'm trying to up my Rolodex, you know, spend that bitch. Um, but it was uh, this could be a great partnership, you know what I'm saying? I'm, just, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking at how much how much this this can actually what's, flourish. Uh, what's uh what's Brad Ozark and uh and old girl? Yes, that's that's them near the team. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Squad, um. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Um, I it was a very interesting experience. It was good. It was really really good. Um, I think the day before um, my birthday, I had like I had like a weirdly like emotional day. Uh, the day before. Yeah, the day before. And then my birthday hit and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then it was Thanksgiving and I was like, ah, all right. Um, But because this is the first time I've ever spent both of those days away from everybody. Like I wasn't with family. I didn't really kick with nobody out here like that. Um, And that was purposeful. But it wasn't emotional on like a sad level. It was like it was almost like a release. And it was this moment where I had looked up and was like, oh, shit, like (laughs) you have you finally have like the peace you've been fighting for for the last like three years. And I'm like, "Woo!" (laughs) And I mean, just like release the whole day. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good. Just like there's so much going on in life and like my family and all these different aspects. And then finally getting to a space where I just kind of like, I realized like you've been putting your head down and just getting through. And now I'm, I was like, damn, like I, I feel free right now. Like, <laughs> And that was like a huge emotional release. And then my birthday happened, which was really great. And then my family calls me on, um, Thanksgiving and they had my parents have just been remodeling their their backyard and my parents house has become the new home so it was always my grandma's that we always went to for Thanksgiving but as my grandparents and stuff are getting older my parents house is now becoming that space that everybody convenes at during the holidays and they redid their backyard and they bought like a karaoke set and all this stuff and so they sent me videos of it and it was so beautiful because it was like it was like, I miss my family, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't a sadness. It was like, damn, like, I'm just so appreciative that I love y'all and I fuck with y'all. Like, I appreciate that y'all are having a good time. Y'all are happy. Y'all are joking. Y'all are laughing. Y'all, my mom put on her freaking, <laughs> my mom had one wig when she had can- cancer and she lost all her hair and she put on her cancer wig and sang a Tina Turner song. Oh, mom's is out there. Oh, oh that's the that's <laughs> Going up. So it was just this moment. It was so beautiful. I was like, damn, like life feels good. And so I just was like, whoo, like, so it was a release. It was, it was beautiful. It was joyous. I don't give two fucks about any of these white people like that killing everybody <laughs> on this day. Um, and I say that in a way of like, as Elle was saying, like, it's not, but we already know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like we been knew what's up and this day is really just about us convening with our families. And like I said before, like, or my grandmother is half indigenous. So like all of this for me is like, it's not on me to sit there and like, um, what is it? Not repent, but uh, what is it? Reparate, I guess. Like <laughs> it's on me to have, to take moments like this and have joy and have love and have fellowship with my family because that's the shit y'all been trying to strip forever so i'm gonna go do that and y'all can deal with all this other shit you know man uh and uh bird you you at any given time there's no telling where you could be at in the world um what does it like coming out of COVID, the 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 move the 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 dis and not even just a holiday, but this this little run where you get to see family a little bit more. Did this one hit different in, than it had in the past? 
Man, I mean, I can honestly say the way I was looking forward to this little stretch coming home from like Wednesday to today, I extended it to tomorrow. I've never really felt that type of like relief. Like I was looking at it like a light at the end of the tunnel, like because like just the sprint right now for work. I mean, it's it's so purposeful, but I don't know if I've ever felt the type of exhaustion where like my chest feels hollow. You know what I mean? Like right now, I feel like there's like nothing inside my chest, but it's for such a a reason that I believe in. It's like you're laying out for the catch, but um, it's almost like running a marathon, but at a sprinter speed. And so, like, this particular Thanksgiving was just uh, a time for a very brief reset. Get your head above water for a second, get a gasp of air, and you got to dive back in through end of year. So, I mean, I can't tell you how good it feels to see y'all, to see Tim, to see the new babies, you know, Elijah's daughter, Tim's son. It's been real. Man, the I, I'm such a sicko. I had the nerve to like passively be this. You're gonna love this. I had the nerve to passively, aggressively ask Lex to come work with me today after Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, like, hey man, I know you've been in Africa and you just left LA and you ain't seen your family, but you want to go down back to LA and do another job. My man was like, respectfully, uh, I'm gonna stay home. <laughs> like, you got me fucked up, but it. Him saying no made me go, nigga, I'm not going either. I'm fucking tired. Like, are you kidding me? I was dead ass serious, too. Like, had, like, had he said yes, we'd be in L.A. working. Right. right uh, but, bro, for you, uh, we, uh, Bird being here was, like, complete. Like, I do feel like it was alignment, and now we really got to get into it because the it's – not, it's not just Africa. It's not that it was just film – it's your story specifically. So what type of reflecting have you been doing? Now, you know, you've been home a few days. You got to kind of, you know, reassess shit. Nigga, how, how, have you gone back to work yet? Yeah, I went back to work. How hard was that? Like, I, I got so many questions. <laughs> like, how, like, same question everybody else got, but in everything else. How are you doing for real? Because it's... It's it's heavy, bro. Like I don't. Uh, who's uh, last night um, at uh, Pop's birthday? Deontay was like, "Nigga, the live version of Franklin Saint." He just made a scene in front of everybody, and I don't know. Like that makes me feel good because that was something I fought for. It's like, nah, nigga. It's the recording is twenty minutes technically, so I had to like <laughs> I had to fight for the ten that we got. But I was about to put the whole twenty on that motherfucker like, <laughs> and sleep good. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly but the fact that people listen to that song listen to the whole 10 minutes and go yo that shit is i never heard nothing like it it hit different so i'm like i'm looking at you i'm like ah this babe roof pointing at the wall type shit in in you know you strutting around the basis but you also like I ain't done nothing yet you know you like what how are you dealing how you feel for real like it i tell everybody that that whole trip was like life changing for me, like beyond life changing. Like it was, it was life changing on on the form of seeing so much great shit, like seeing us, our people, like getting off the plane, going places and not feeling like a threat because everybody looked like you, like even the billboards and all that. And then at the other side of it there's a part that is heartbreaking when you like leave out of the main city and you see how some of the other parts 
of the country still are. And like when we went to, because uh, we went to one place where they were trafficking slaves, and it's a city, and like we seen like people still outside and they don't have shoes on and they're walking through like sewage mud, and that makes you think about shit and push it in perspective. But the other dope part of that though was. We also got to see niggas shooting dice. And anytime I can go anywhere in the world and just see a bunch of niggas and shooting niggas dice. niggas still shoot dice no matter what. You like, that's our shit. Hey. That's what, uh, that's what uh, Ryan Coogler said when they were scouting for Black mm. Panther. He was like, like, nigga, we went out there and they was barbecuing. The uncles was in the front. He said, you walk in the house, the aunties and the mamas is in there kicking it, talking shit, going to the backyard. The kids was playing. It's like, nigga, this it's all the same. Like what? Like we, we we do the same thing no matter where we are in the world. Oh, that's kind of fucking awesome. That's why Michael B's uh, character was so fucking important. Like why the connection was so dope is like, bro, you can you could be feeling that all the way over here. Right. So you go over there, you just want your, you know what I mean? Just just want to make the connection. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't play me as if like, I'm not a part of royalty as well. Given what I have to deal with in a place that doesn't have any of that type of structure. Right. You know what I'm saying, like, and for you still to migrate and like, you know, still navigate through the sort the the soil over here, where like this shit ain't made for you, but motherfuckers are still out here winning. Don't get me, don't don't play with us, bro. Like, don't act like folks ain't figuring that shit out, and folks ain't figured that shit out. You know what I'm saying, Lex? Your 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 time to reflect um, with the fam and holiday flow. Like, what's that been like too? It's been it's been really good. Like, especially Sid. Sid had hella questions for me so she puts the globe in front of me so she was like so you was over here i was like yeah she was like no like all the way over here daddy i was like yeah daddy had to fly 20 20 hours <laughs> she was like so what was it like and so we just sat there and had a whole conversation just about africa and then i showed her the video of like the monkeys on the road and she was like wait a minute these were just on the road like, we could have hopped out, and I was like, no, we weren't going to hop out. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. She was like, but they're so cute. No, those those are wild animals. Only, those ain't even zoo animals. They don't, they don't fuck with us. <laughs> so, yeah, and then she was like, so next time you go back, are you taking us? Are you taking me? So then that was a whole other conversation. So. Right. Man, the... Uh... If we look at it through a pop culture lens or just even just a rap lens, they're, they're, uh, some of the most successful niggas have a uh, a partner. And, and even and even if we don't understand the inner workings of their relationship, they got they have a partner on some level. They, they got an agreement that worked for them, you know, and it, and it, it looked player and the, the business is taken care of. And that's not so represented amongst us like we at, at thanksgiving this other day they had a whole conversation about gender roles that unk unk is he not quite 60 yet but a knocking on the door at 60 came in there talking big shit what's wrong with you women y'all know you and i was like oh this nigga's a sicko let me pull up a chair <laughs> this is about to get it and then the, and then uh teen sister and her friend they you know they knocking on the door at 30, but they got their situations, got they, they, they man, their house, all the shit, but they end up, they raised by single mother, so they on their independent time, so it was just like, it couldn't be any further, the opposite ends of the spectrum that just made a beautiful, combustible conversation, and because it's black people, it was kind of loud, but they not mad, they just talking loud, so this is fucking awesome. That's how we um, communicate. 
This is how we communicate. Um, but it, it really put in a proper perspective, like what isn't represented in just the, the balance of like, yeah, I could be all of those things. Like I, 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 I need to be the assertive male, but I also need to be the supportive husband, boyfriend, and all that other shit too. And not just this one thing. And it's like, and they, and the, the beautiful part about that conversation is that they were talking about two opposite ends of the spectrums, but they were just trying to fulfill one thing as opposed to just being fluid and agile. And it's like, damn, I want to, what is that? What does that feel like? So how does that, what it, I, and granted, uh, you've already said it, it's a small blip in what you are going to accomplish as a filmmaker, but my nigga, come on. It's nah, it was, I knew it was big because when I got back and I talked to my dad, the conversation's different now. It went from, oh, your little hobby, the little little thing, you, you're still playing with your camera, to, so how was work? And that one Come on. word. Right. That one Talk word. Talk to me right. And I was like. Right. And it's like, this could be the part where I could be petty and flex on them, but I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to. I'm going to actually, like, we had a whole hour conversation just about Africa, and he was like, yeah, you know, I had never made it there and all this. And, like, him even opening up that much, I was like, oh, wow. Like, there's some type of extra respect now because even though you talked a lot of shit about me, I still just stayed focused and stayed what I was doing. And now he, I, I know he said something like, it's pretty impressive that you took something that I didn't think you would ever be doing anything other than playing with your friends and made it all the way to Africa because of it. His exact words. And he was like, you know, he said it again. He was like, no, this, I'm really proud of you and keep pops and just keep going and staying focused and, you know, don't give up because at one point in time I had a dream and, and so <laughs> that, that's the shit I'll be talking about. The Projection. amount of projecting we do on one another just to get to the root of it and be like, man, somebody shitted on me at one point. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing I'm doing it to you, but I don't mean it. Pursue your dreams. It's like how many uh ho did y'all see Hove's uh Hall of Fame acceptance speech? Mm-hmm. Twenty seven minutes of of some of the most amazing just cause Dave Chappelle comes out now. I think Dave Chappelle's like intro was maybe Maybe like three to five minutes, and then the, the the tribute video that they do to him was a little like 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 a five minute clip, and then to just watch Hove go up there and wing it, like completely wing it, because he he's a real nigga. He's not writing no speech. It's absolutely not. I don't even write my rap. I don't even write. Yeah, <laughs> I, what the fuck I look like writing a speech, right? Um, but there was one part where he spoke about Tata like always bigging him up being like nigga you the greatest like he's like you know what I am the greatest and then they go to start shopping a deal and nobody signs him he's like maybe this shit ain't so tight you know he's like but he but his his instinct wasn't to quit or even to take it personal in a sense of like oh man I I need to pivot and completely quit he's like oh we just got to do this shit ourselves but in the process get better or at the very least explore other options of how to make it. He's like, so the the hits were a direct response to you'll never make it in this town. 
So if you get a hard knock life and it's like, well, shit, hard knock life works so well, we may as well do the exact same thing. So if you listen to volume three, they have the, the uh, anything is the same song. It's the same setup. It's like, just run it back. We'll get a hit out of it. You know, and so they, they, they figure out this formula for hit making and just being able to write their own ticket um, and not having to answer nobody. And I love I love that you highlighted that that flip of that one word. Me and Teen had a conversation about this the whole drive back last night. It was like it be the little shit that triggers shit in people that make them just take life on one. Teen be like, hey, how was work? Like, nigga, I've never had a fucking girlfriend or anybody consider what I do work. It's like to your point, it's like playing with your partners. Be it the the idea of being uh we went to dinner a few nights ago. It was like Oh, he does music. You are, are you a musician or a producer? Because musicians are broke and stuff. Like white lady just said this at dinner. No, had no shame at all. And I said this is many. No, we had a whole <laughs> trip of that. The highest whites, bro. The highest whites. <laughs> <laughs> the The whites is out here wilding, y'all. Gee, you guys don't even know the half of it. Oh my goodness! You want to go, Lex? You want to tell him about that? No, nah, you can. You can go ahead, you robust man. The white <laughs> called him. Bruh. The white called Whoa. him a robust man. Robust at dinner the first man. night. At, at, go ahead. At dinner, we're not even sitting at this lady's table. She's there with us because um, they had a bunch of bread and they were thinking about doing developments in Ghana, and so like they're getting courted because they may come build buildings, bring big businesses there, McDonald's and Walmart and other and all that other stuff. Um. So, of course, job creation is a big deal. And we're sitting there, and out of nowhere, she just starts, like, looking at me. I'm like, what's up? And she's she's looking at me. She's like, you know what? You're a very robust man. Like... You, you, and and, I, and for, for anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm, I've been skinny most of my life. I'm still skinny, and so yeah. robust isn't a word that applies to my. <laughs> it's just, it, it's just not how. how Ro- robust me. is main. Robust bro. is main. I literally immediately thought auction block. Like I feel like this for feels real, like some boy. slave trade. Like she's sizing me up. She's sizing, but yeah. for what? It's yeah. like. Ma'am, you are sixty something and married. Like I don't no, know that what. shit don't go away. Yeah, yeah that, like, I don't, I don't, no, I don't no know what you need. What do you think? She's gonna say the lies and burn. I write children's books. She said the lies and burn after he said I write children's books. She's like, oh, so you don't do both? You guys don't do things with your physique. True life. She was like, that is hey, so great that hey, people the hey. size of you and your robustness. The wildest part, bro. Wait, it got worse? Wait, what? Oh, no, she's in that shit. She can't help it. No, couldn't help it. The wildest part, every single, like, monument we stopped at in Ghana that was, like, related to the slave trade or something like that, they always wanted to gather everybody and make a speech. So it was, like, two white couples making speeches to all black people about the atrocities that happened here and how this is a shame and how we should never do this again. Bro, I can't tell. <laughs> I said, we. <laughs> <laughs> we. <laughs> I can't tell you how sick that was. I was like, oh, God. Oh, shit. They own one. That's why I was so happy that so they didn't go to the castle with us. Oh, so this is what y'all, this is what y'all mean by inclusion. <laughs> Man. Right? You want, us, you want us to join in on, on y'all, y'all fuck ups. Okay. Got you. Got you. So I will say, though, Lex, like, there's so much. Um, it's so. It's so powerful to me that, like, when people operate in their freedom and their truth, like, you end up freeing other people along the way. Like, that's what I think about when I think about your father and the 
conversations that y'all have, you know, based on how this like trajectory has gone. It's like, there are probably going to be ways in which you free your dad that, you know, you don't even think about. And it's only because you're choosing to like operate in your freedom. Right. Damn. There you go, B. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was just, I was just having that conversation with my brother and I won't get into the to the details of the conversation, but the uh, the main thing that I was trying to get to or just trying to uh, unlock was that uh, you can either utilize or live your life uh, thinking or thinking that somebody will eventually apologize for whatever they've done to you, mm. or you can navigate this world that as if as if it's your as if it's your own and then unlock that in somebody else that everything that you're looking for from somebody that did something to you you'll probably end up getting if you just live your life live your life to your fullest you know what i'm saying it's possible that'll happen but if it doesn't that's okay too if it happens then just utilize that as that was a marker and appreciate that moment fully take it in but don't live your life as that being your end goal you know what i'm saying because what if you do get that you know what i'm saying and does that mean everything else just ceases to exist you know like you don't move forward you don't move any further than that point because that was your that was your end goal you know what i'm saying so like it's just a matter of how you see this whole thing like that should just be a point on a marker on the entire game plan that you have you know what i'm saying that shouldn't be like the end all be all right. it's just like getting getting acceptance from individuals because you know individuals be having their own shit yeah and what you're doing is you're halting yourself that's like what exactly what you're saying it's like you if you halt yourself to stop to wait for somebody to do whatever how they respond like you've put your you've created yourself a stagnant situation as opposed to actually just keep going. And if the shit comes, the shit comes. But like, that's why I think people get stuck in ruminating over and over and over again about needing, you know, acceptance or validation from, or apologies or all these things. And you get caught in this cycle. And I think that's so much of what, like, many different options of how you how you view therapy when I say therapy I don't just mean the traditional form of going into a room and sitting across from a person but like it's getting you to get out of the cycle of ruminating and being stagnant in the same place in whatever aspect of your life like over and over again and just keep fucking going like that shit will come however it needs to you know in whatever way and that and that way might that way might be completely different than what you set out to think it was you know what I'm saying? Like this thing is this thing is constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. The you that you are right now is not the you that you are tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So like even the way that you want that validation or how you see uh, that thing transpiring won't even be in that form by the time it actually takes place. If it takes place, you know what I'm saying? So don't utilize that as or as your only source of happiness. You feel me? Uh, there's a saying that I came across that I was like, damn, that's hella true, was that the universe doesn't give you patience and patience can be replaced with any word, um, but it gives you the opportunity to master patience. And that was something I was sitting with this week specifically because um, I was having a conversation with somebody about um, the opportunities in which you get to like choose something different. 
and move yourself in another direction. Um, and specifically that I think a lot of times people do what I term as spiritual bypassing, which is like, we all understand, especially as I talk about like wellness being the new, the new prostitution, but there's so much shit that gets thrown out. Like we all can talk about manifesting and retrogrades and all these different things, but like, what are you actually applying to your life? So like, if you want to be a better communicator, it's your job to go get the tools to learn how to better communicate. But then it's your job to like rise to the challenge every time the universe offers you an opportunity to be a better communicator. And every time you take that opportunity, you will become better at being more conscious in the moment that this is literally this situation, this tension, whatever it is, is literally just an opportunity to master this thing that I said I wanted to master. And I was thinking about that earlier this week because one of the things, and I think I, I think I said this to you L the other day, but one of the things I, I'm trying to let go of is people pleasing. And one of the things I'm trying to grab on <laughs> to let go of, but then take on is like the idea of choosing myself in moments in which I would normally people please to the point of self-sabotage or um, I'll call it self-sabotage, right? I'll, I'll sabotage myself to like, be there for another person or I'm so overly worried about how they're going to feel if I do or don't do a certain thing. And there was a moment where I was realizing somebody or I had, I had been in like multiple situations this week where I had chosen, Hey, no, like, I think I'm going to do what's best for myself. And I don't really think I care that much how you feel about it because my intention isn't bad. Like, I'm not doing this as a slight to you. And then I was realizing, like, hey, this is something I had wrote down months ago about, like, I want to get better at this. And in that moment, I was realizing, like, hey, this is the universe giving you multiple opportunities to keep doing the thing that you said that you're going to do. So that shit becomes a habit and second nature in your mind. And that could be replaced with whatever word. It could be communication. It could be patience. It could be self, whatever the fuck it is for you. But like recognizing that when tension arises, that's all that that is. Damn, B, that's that's crazy that you were having I, having. I'm I'm curious to to know more too because I was I was thinking about it similarly um, in praying, being very specific and clear about what you're asking God for if you have that relationship with God, right? Um, and then, and then those present those opportunities presenting themselves, and you not run through the door like, hey, God, open this door for me. And then God, God opened a motherfucking like warehouse cargo door, and you go, I don't know if I'm a, like, wait, what? Like, why wouldn't you just run through it? And you you actually see it more often than not. Not like, and speaking for myself, um, having been so specific in prayers. And then to your point of like the the opportunities to exercise said things, right? And then you not take it, and then go, man, the universe don't fuck with me. It's like ah, you just you just you just kind of missed your you missed the boat, like being consumed with everything else and not really being able to like so so many of us missed the play, just not being able to see see the whole court. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You're you're asking you want to, you want to get a bucket here you want oh man I want to be like Steph it's like nigga go to the rack though like it you can get so you can get so wrapped up 
in the variables outside of it, the thing that you're praying for the most or at or is at the root of your prayer presents itself every day and multiple times within a day. And the the lack the lack of just awareness con- it consistently makes for a space for you to just undermine said prayers, you know. Um and it's 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 mainly that that is what you were wa- walking around processing and carrying because that's that shit was heavy on me this week, you know, just being very intentional. Like I I that L don't even know what what his what his conversation this morning did because it's like yo you don't know. You have no, you have zero regard for if people really see the whole scene. It's like, nah, dog, like certain shit that we're talking about and that, that fruits are being like the benefits from those labors are being like being reaped present day. We're talking about a decade in the making of, 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 of a nigga being told no or having a door slammed in his face or living, living, living in a studio trying to get that shit cracking and then just running out of, I told Tina, so I was like, it didn't, nigga didn't run out of money, just ran out of time. Like a lot of those invest early early investments in the IP were supposed to manifest into something, and the deals just fell through. And it was like, like damn, like how many how many how many of us are built for that part of the marathon and going and just being able being able to just interface with those nodes and go, all right, it's not a it's not a closed door, it's not a closed opportunity, it's not a complete shift to a different industry or career path. It's just you gotta you just gotta find another way in this motherfucker, and that that. That it's it's that part for me where it's it's becoming a lot more evident and you see it in folks too, um, and and how and how they pray and you said you said something last week B where it's like I I need to see you exhausted first before I I really know <laughs> really know if I, I fuck with you and then that that led me to going like that's a it's a, I love you it's a lot of people I love there's a lot of people I don't fuck with though at the same time and so where do you where do you where do you fall in that for me? It's like, yo, I, I, I love you, but I don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that understanding the nuances of our language. It's like when, when you know, you, hey, you know, such and such, oh, yeah, I fuck with blood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that, that means something very specific. And if right. you don't know, you don't know. And, you, and then what's crazy is, is the inflections in, oh, I fuck with blood. Like, depending on how they say I fuck with blood, you'd be like, oh, you don't fuck with blood. For you don't. Like, I, <laughs> you know, so you can learn so much based off of people's inflections, the, the, spe- the very specific words. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought that was fast. My bad. Are you, you, you about to say, are you about to say something? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the, so for uh, I mean, just listening to the whole thing, uh, I think what tends to happen is that, uh, when you're not being true, which mm-hmm. is gonna be a common like this is gonna be like the underlining uh, topic. True. When you're not being true, then what you're doing is is that you're just trying to carve out as many excuses as possible for yourself. Mm-hmm. So like. Wait, 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 wait a minute. When you're not, when you're not being true, you're just trying to carve out excuse as many excuses as possible for yourself. That's the only reason why you you would pray. Uh, the the opportunity arises that you pray for, the door gets open, but you don't walk through it. That's the only reason why you'll do that. Man, listen. You know what I'm saying? Like if you walk through it, then that means. 
you gotta you, you gotta worry about the upkeep. You gotta worry about the maintenance of this thing. You gotta mm. worry about it, like making sure that you got responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like that roof that roof gonna be that roof gonna be bad in about ten years. You gotta right. worry about you know making sure that that thing is redone. You know right. what I mean? And making sure it ain't no leaks and all that stuff. Like all that shit is on you. You gotta design this inside. You gotta get furniture. You, this shit can't it can't be a hollow house. You know what I mean? You gotta have like a you gotta you gotta have your personality to it. All that stuff. You know. So these are all things that folks are thinking about prior to it and like it sounds really good when it's no chances held that that's even gonna transpire but when it does and it's 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 in it's within grasp it's like uh well shoot you know if this that if this that and the other would have happened then you know i would have for sure had that you know i'd have had that opportunity you know what i mean but uh you know i, I as a matter of fact, you know, there's, there's something over here that I got to worry about real quick, and then I'll get to that. You know what I mean? So you just keep putting it off, and it's like, all right, well, when that door gets slammed, it's like, well, shit, you know, I never had a chance in the first place. You know what I mean? I look back at, you know, my upbringing or, you know, this person did this to me, and, that, that you know, that's the reason why I never got that. You know what I mean? You know, so, my, like, my daddy was a war vet. So you know what I'm saying? I'm like, cheat, I'm cheating on my girlfriend <laughs> right now. Like, you wait, know what I mean? What? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? This, that's 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 oh shit! Look at that special guest, that's special so guest appearance. So you feel me? What's happening, my good brother? But yeah, that's the only reason why you'd even do it that way. So I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. Is just you know what I mean the the built-in excuses, man. Um, demonizing wealth to keep class systems. Um, and so what happened was I was looking at a, um, it was like a meme or some shit that was on Instagram and, um, it was saying like the reason, (laughs) which let me, let me round out the story, (laughs) but it said the reason that we, uh, we look at Beyonce and Jay-Z and say they must have sold their soul to achieve their success, success, but we look at Elon Musk and I think it said Jeff Bezos and say they worked hard to get what they're at is a form of like institutionalized racism, which to me, I'm like, um, I don't, I don't know about all that. <laughs> like, I would have to like delve into that a little bit more. But what caught my attention more than anything from that was I was looking at the comments and so many people and specifically so many black people were like, well, they, well, actually it's no difference. They all sold their soul. And I was like, Oh, wow. Like I, it made me stop and think about the intersection of like how we utilize like mind control or not mind, but like psychological, like manipulation and even religion in a way to demonize wealth because then people have no desire to attain it because they've associated this like negative thing to it. And people's spirituality is always going to beat out their their like everyday operation of logistics so if i can get people to associate a gaining wealth with being a negative thing with this thing with their spirituality then they're never going to actually try to attain it in real life and it's really simply a miss on like educating yourself like if you the more you learn about wealth and the almost in a way, the higher up you go, you start to understand like the pragmatic and the logistics of it that don't feel (laughs) like this isn't some, 
If something feels abstract and so far away from you, then it's very easy to demonize it. But if you actually get in it and start doing it, you realize like, actually, no, there are very practical and like pragmatic things that people are doing to gain this wealth. And given, I'm not going to argue that any billionaire's hands are completely clean, like (laughs) probably not. But I do think that it's a mindset that perpetuates the class system. And that's why I didn't like really want to sit with race on that. But I do think it's a mindset that perpetuates class of like, if you're in a certain uh, socioeconomic class in this country, and you make that association, you're probably always going to stay in that socioeconomic status mm. and never transcend. The, the, the hard part that makes it to elude the race conversation in that for me, B, is that it seems so intentionally applied and filtered throughout black folks in general. Like, we're, he- we're hella culpable in the, the system that is, like, in capitalism, but... Are again those 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 spectrums? It's the, it's that conversation at Thanksgiving the other day. Like Unc is in there talking about what a woman's place is, and the young women are in there like, "Fuck that, we independent." It's like, yeah, all of that is true. Like all all of, all of it, it all of it applies to the same thing. So it's like, yeah, you can be a part of this shit and be a consumer for real. You can really be into it too, and you can almost you can to the point to where a firm and karma and all them like they really running it up because they that you can get you can get finance anything you can finance a fucking uh a bottle service now what <laughs> like it's it's sick it's sick out here for us so if you can do that bro financing bottle service is nuts it's bro. nuts that's bro, crazy you still paying off, you still paying off bottle service from hey, three months ago i ain't i ain't got it right now but i'm <laughs> nigga <laughs> Uh, March, I'm gonna be up. <laughs> That's it's, so you can ninety nine dollars a month. This could be all yours. You can tonight. <laughs> you can fully do that, but you can't. The second you're a billionaire, you you Illuminati. That's crazy. If you if you're a black billionaire, excuse me, you 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 sold your soul on some level, and yeah, I don't I don't know who starts those conversations, but. Nigga, we have them. Like you, you the the way a house is could be divided about uh, a Beyonce or a Hove or a body. Yeah, we talked about the uh, the the a white liberal woman telling you about Kanye. Like that's a many conversation to have. But what's even manier is to walk in your house where your your grandfather that got dementia is watching TMZ for his news and going, "What's the hell? What the hell is wrong with Kanye West?" I'm just like, "God damn, this is a this is a com." This is a complicated conversation to have with you because you got dementia for real, but you hear enough to ask me about yay because you watching TMZ and not Fox, which is kind of tight but also terrifying too. I don't, I have no idea where to where to go with this. Um, and this is also the same person that told told me to join the military so I have benefits. Like, so I don't really know how to talk to you about like <laughs> economics at all, but I don't know where to even begin with you. Um, I, that, that's the part that makes it hard for me because it's we uh uh breath from earn your leisure it was like we black black people we bro we experts on all the shit we don't really know about like we don't know we don't know how money work for real for real you know and outside of what dr sebi was like trying to push on niggas do we really <laughs> yeah for real we don't know <laughs> Do we know how food works and influ- like what what we're ingesting and, and what what especially what 
um, for black people, what triggers our inflammation and all that. Like, do, do we really understand for real? And then to walk around like experts and to do even more damage and to project that shit onto some impressionable kids is just like, hey, man, I want to make a movie one day. What you want to do that for? What? Like, why? why uh, King Richard, bro. Don't, hey, if you own any type of negative, don't talk to my kids. Don't even look at them. Hey. <laughs> Go the other way. Opposite, please. <laughs> You're too close. You're too close, man. Yeah, man, that, that, that's really what it is. I, I, what I was gonna say was the um, was that uh, unfortunately when we bring actually go ahead, go ahead, cause I have to re, regain it, regain it. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta regain it because like it, it. I was thinking, I was thinking of like the amount of times that. Oh, here we go. My bad. All right, so I think what I think what takes place is that. And at least in my in my life, what I saw a lot of was that you reach a point that's beyond the uh, the scope of the people that have always looked out for you. So like you you're in, you're in uncharted territory, and they're just telling you you're out too far. You don't have like the proper you know protective gear. You know what I'm saying for where it is that you are, and I can't reach you. So I'm just calling out to you to come back. You know what I mean? That's I think that's really what what transpires within our without within our families, and you just have to be okay with being out there on your own with it because it's a little difficult to to try to navigate these waters, also while holding on to others. You know what I mean, and and trying to get them to come along with you, but they're fighting against the the, uh, the tide and the current. And you're like, well, I can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're mentally, I'm like, I can do this shit. But the, uh, but you know, folks is not allowing you to do so. And now you got to make your decision on: Am I going to let this person go, or am I going to drown? And it's that simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, which one, which option am I going to choose? And unfortunately. We can have people stick around for so long that we get so tired swimming. I'm doing so. I'm going so far into this analogy, but uh, we can get so we can get so tired swimming that we like. You know what? I ain't even got the energy to go against this tide no more. So I'm just gonna go with it and end up back at back at the beginning. And it's like my only thing that I can pull from is the time that I was so tired going out there that now I, I can build these blocks in myself that oh I'm not even gonna go out there again. You know what I'm saying, and that's the unfortunate part of things is that you can get too tired to keep going. Right. And you so, mu- so much of this is predicated on losses, like and knowing and knowing how to interact with them and knowing how to like audit that the the, the data and apply that shit to the next one. And you don't realize like, the 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 young boys that were doing the film yesterday, them niggas argued for like they they made they made the cars right there. Here's the call sheet. Here's the locations and the times. This is how long we're going to be there, money. I promise how you out of there about four. It was like 4.15. These niggas were still arguing over the lighting. And they were like, they, no. He like, no, bro. It ain't no beams, bro. I'm telling you. Because I'm see, I'm looking at the diagram from Mick Jenkins' video. And it's, I'm like, ooh-wee. Director came after. He's like, man, I'm so sorry you had to see that. I was like, nah, bro. Y'all got something here. Like, the fact that all y'all care that much about the lighting Y'all gonna be great. Like tension, tension is player. Like, 
and it, and it's only black people where you can't argue with a nigga like and we and we do it but we don't do it for not money's the one thing we don't do it for like it go from you my cousin now I'll kill you as opposed to um that business move we did together didn't go as well can we figure this out the next go around but every big fortune 500 company create generates tension especially when they don't have it we're in the black last quarter. All right, bro, don't get complacent. Let's figure this shit out. iPhone 75 will have a fucking whatever on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but you got to, we we just have to have a whole new relationship with tension. And it's, it, but for it to be either you're a consumer and you spend the money you don't have, or you're a billionaire and you're the devil, you saw the soul of the devil is a crazy sort of like no there's no middle ground in terms of just a pursuit of of the mastery b was talking about before it's like dog like you get you get an opportunity to like all right i got i may have gotten taken advantage of on this deal this next one i learned some things boom but it ain't oh, i'm packing my bag i'm going i'm never doing it again nah keep keep going keep figuring it out ain't like it's it that's what it that's what it's designed for you about what was you about to, my bad I hella cut you off legs. Uh, I think the lighting. I, I, oh, with the lighting thing, it, it makes me think about uh, when me and Lige was down in L.A. We spent what three hours figuring out the lighting <laughs> for the interviews, and our original plan was, yeah, we get there at eight thirty, we set up first interview at ten. Yeah, psych. Nah, didn't work that way. But the whole time. All three of us, me, him, and Fox, were having conversations about what does this look like? Do right. this look right? Right. This don't look right. Right. But it looked right. No, it don't. And just bouncing back and being able. And that was like one of the first times where I've been like on set, able to have those conversations and everybody know all we trying to do is get the best shit. Right. Get you get you somebody you could disagree with for real, bro. Like all that comfortable shit and because you'll, you'll get to the meeting and, and – Play your music and be sounding crazy because your niggas and tell you, hey, that ain't him, bro. That ain't that ain't it. I would, if you go in there, I wouldn't play that one. You know, it's like you need you need that shit around, but it's it's complicated. Agility. It's, it's complicated. It don't it don't need to be. Um, before we before we keep moving along, B, can we um can we acknowledge uh. The, the loss the loss of a of a, 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 a cultural um a cultural icon and, and Virgil Abloh passing away like like right before we started um right before we started we got got that news and I I don't want to speak speak for everybody but to to your to your point of demonizing wealth B um it, it's just it's certain people there is there's no there's no disputing their contributions to to culture. Um, Dolph, a couple weeks ago, like that, that still feels sickening because um, he was he's taken in a way. And from the earlier reports, it looked like Virgil's passing was due to cancer, and that doesn't make it hurt any less. Um, and then we, you know, we, we experience like people that aren't celebrities and stars and stuff. We experience loss with, with family members and stuff like that too. Um, just as creators seeing, seeing what, seeing what Virgil was able to do coming, coming through that camp. And then 
luckily enough, like all of us have ties to niggas who have ties to have ties to. So the the, inf- the information is a little bit different. But can y'all any can anybody speak on, you know, how Virgil Virgil not not even directly impacted you, but just seeing Brez Ascension and like partnerships and like to take you know I, I don't know it's just it's it's unique i don't think we've seen anything like that before um i didn't want to do a whole our whole 2 hour show and not not speak about someone who's that 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 prolific yeah i mean just in such a micro sense trying to balance out the the arts with the business right like i mean as you just talked about earlier just there's this sort of idea of the struggling artist and if you're going to go into the arts you have to be broke but that intersection of being true to my creativity but also having real business opportunities is I think where the economics and the generational wealth really come in with some of the things we have to offer and just seeing Virgil be able to navigate that doing things that were still bold and striking but also doing them in a way that um, gives him a platform gives him amplification distribution and distro it's like we, we talk about all the time. There's a lot of people cooking great food. And as a community, we have to figure out how can we amplify that so we can get some people into the restaurant to actually enjoy that great food. Um, there's no shortage of people doing amazing stuff. Uh, it's, it's, at least in my experience in the arts, it's just like how do, we get, how, how, how do we get those folks the right support that they need in specific ways so that everybody can enjoy it? I mean, I think art and, and storytelling in general is a public service if it's done at its highest form. It's our ability to empathize and connect. It's a vehicle. And so when we don't get those people like Virgil, when we don't get those bodies of work, um, so many people go uninspired by that missed opportunity, um, just by that person not being able to exist on 10. So, I mean, I was very grateful for his body of work um, just because of what it showed, not only in the arts, but just in making it a viable thing for you and your family and other people you may not even know but you want to help build for because um, I think that's like that xy axis is honestly what a lot of folks are striving for but to do it with authenticity without losing yourself so I think that's it see that's why we need niggas like this just walking around <laughs> no, also, also, no, real because sh- stopping that fire hydrants to stretch and shit <laughs> <laughs> that's next Bird, no, you 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 said a lot, but to to and and all of these things for me at least, all of these things connect. And in demonization of wealth, so much of our wealth is generated through expression and entertainment, and we're we're at we're at this really strange spot where the rules that were in place were to control the distro. Make as much as you want, but you're not going to be able to sell nothing on this block. And and on top of sell it, you're not going to be able to retain any ownership. Like, get out of here. So now, yay, yay walking, running around doing those interviews and ranting about the, the fashion houses and all that. Like, that was a distribution conversation. Um, and uh, the framework of economics around around expression and entertainment and creativity as a whole is one that is so delicate um, and so polarizing. You in particular, and not not just your temperament, but your your experience, and and 
writing and creating books from nothing and then figuring out, okay, all right, hey, this this creation shit is fly, but now I got to get them around the world. Like, how much has your relationship to creativity changed in that in in that discovery alone or has it changed yeah no definitely I think um for me because I was fortunate to grow up in the industry of publishing when I was 10 years old so this is a story that happened to my mom that resonated with both of us um and I think it changed the course of both of our lives she was working for the government in housing and urban development um she got a promotion she was killing it so we moved from Oakland to DC and she was at a retirement party for one of her colleagues the lady had been, I think, working with her for like 30, 35 years. Um, I still remember the lady. I was about 11 at the time. And we're at the retirement party. Lady gives a speech. She says, you know, I'm out of here. I did my time. I'm going to garden. I'm going to spend time with my grandkids. I'm going to travel the world. Well, she retires one day and dies the next. Um, my mom, as, <laughs> as, as a young mother in her 30s, maybe she's around the same age I'm, I'm right now, around 34. She's like, oh, hell no. And immediately, like, starts working on her first book. It's a poetry book. Um, she takes all of her savings. She quits her job. She puts it into self-publishing this book. It doesn't work. It doesn't sell at all. Um, and to her credit, because she's a beast, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to double down. I got friends with some money. Maybe if I borrow $500 from X amount of friends, I have another book idea. But this one, it's a relationship fiction. It's not poetry. She does that. Um, prints 10,000 copies in the blind because she heard on Oprah, if you sell 10,000 copies, you'll get a, a book deal, a traditional book deal. So takes all this money from her partners as loans, prints 10,000 copies of her first book, Soul Mace Dissipate, um, and runs it up. It's it's a runaway bestseller. She ends up getting a three-book deal with um, with the publishing house, and, and now she's on, like, book number 30. But I think being close to what the a industry, flex. what a flex! She's a beast. <laughs> Book thirty, uh, right. oh, you bitch ass niggas. 30, right? <laughs> niggas right. can't even get on SoundCloud, bitch ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Book thirty, nigga. Oh god, like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No, and a heartbeat. That's <laughs> the energy. <laughs> <laughs> like that oh, verbatim. To another author. To another author, <laughs> to another author at the, at their book signing. But uh, but now being close to the industry, I think what helped me is to see the business of it, to see like she always let me in on contracting. You get to see like most three out of four books never make it to the royalty phase, which means that most authors eat on royalties. No matter how big your advance is from a publisher, that's a one time check. I don't care if it's 250 bands. At some point, you're going to need some more money. And the passive income that comes from a book that's just selling and you ain't got to do nothing but get your check every three to six months, depending on your publisher, is um, <laughs> is what's so raw about it. And so, like, I love how you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, I'm with you. I'm you with know you. What I mean? net, net 30, net 60, net 90 means something different to everybody. It's, I just want to point that out. It's mm. so different, bro. And so. That's what I realized, like, oh, that's what's broken, at least in my, that's the opportunity in publishing. It's not just people making great art. It's how can people get better royalties? How can they get those royalties faster? So why does it have to be three to six months as opposed to a monthly payout? Because if you are a teacher who wrote a dope book, but you also have a family, like three to six months is very different than a monthly passive income. Um, and so like really getting into it, I credit her for more of the the business side. The art is either you have a heart for it or you don't, and that's totally fine. But the business of it is like, how can we build a better mousetrap, a better railroad? And um, that's where the equity is going to come in, especially for marginalized communities, because um, those are the ones getting the fewest opportunities at the table like everywhere else. 
publishing is the same thing. Um, about, oh no, I was just saying about half of, half of 50%, over 50% of children's books that feature black characters are not written or illustrated by a black person. So, one more, that, one more, Bert. Yep. Stop. Y'all stop, Because <laughs> niggas be all, come on here and just be saying shit and then just say it and then we be on to, like, hey, Monty, I wish y'all would have. And then, it, then I get blamed for it. Like, I. <laughs> no. Please yeah. just read this just so that, that that fact lands for real. How, yeah. Say those numbers again, please. So, over 50% of black children's books are featuring black characters. So, if you see a black family in the picture book on the cover, we're talking like Dr. Seuss type books, right? Are not written or illustrated by a black person. So, obviously, that means a couple of things. One, it means appropriation. But two, it means that somebody's getting paid to tell black stories that's not black. Um, somebody's getting that publishing contract to basically speak for a group that they are not a part of um, when that group already gets so few. We already get so few opportunities at the table. And so it's about how can we actually build that equity and that distribution? Because the industry has shown it's not going to move very quickly. We have to sort of take it upon ourselves to like put each other on and build those railroads. Because we've been building dope trains, but if they own all the railroads, what you going to put your train on? Like, that's what it's been. It's like, that's a beautiful train. How you, what you going to do with that? Because we got all the railroads. So, so. Hey, put some 20s on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and park it right in the driveway. Right. You know, and so. that's where niggas smoke on Thanksgiving. In our <laughs> we've, been, we've been sitting in my cousin Caprice, nigga, for 20 years. He was going to fix that bitch. I promise you. That bitch was hard when he got it the first Thanksgiving, nigga. That's just the smoke shop now. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so we all sick for that. Like hot box the fuck out of that train, bro. <laughs> Man, our our rest in peace to Virgil. Um, you 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 also spoke about um, the 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 need for for people to be inspired, and that's that's what I think about when I think about Virgil, because my mind immediately goes to yay but when i think about yay my mind immediately goes to dame biggs before not even i don't even get the hove before i just get the damon biggs because you go like uh rory and uh, rory and maul interviewed um guru and hip-hop and for me them they hold they hold all the answers to the rockefeller story right the a and r the engineer the, the ones that had the vision and then had to do the, the grunt work every day. Y'all got, y'all know where the bodies are buried for real. Um, and so when you, you start speaking about family tree and, and impact and infiltration and then just putting hella people on that, that inspiration part, it gets, it gets lost and oftentimes devalued or not, not even, not even devalued because devalued feels like some, something intentional. Um, the, the the inability to understand how rich that is the, to inspire folks um, it seems to happen in and around things that we create um, because it could mean potential distribution channels um, and I'm not I'm keep I'm probably going to keep referencing the rest of the conversation G that's exactly the conversation we were having when we when we walked in like the I I keep it a being with y'all like i know hella dope rappers like like everybody tight niggas is nice for real like come in here and make classics and it don't matter at all because you don't have a distro hub 
And if you do, it's DistroKid, it's fucking CD Baby, it's it's all the same ones, or you can upload your shit on Empire and cross your fingers, you get your bread. Um, or that you'll be seen. Uh, nigga, young, young Boy's been number one on YouTube for streaming for the last two and a half, almost three years now. Kid doing a few billion streams on his vid- videos. Niggas is trying to push their cancel culture line, so you you first one that's got to go. You don't you don't got no you don't got no radio play, and they just took your shit down, and you just was in the feds for the last almost a year, and you you Grammy nominated. Get him the fuck out of here. He got something figured out that we can't control, and we not getting no no back end off of it. Get him up out of here immediately. Young NBA young boy got these kids brainwashed. It's the coolest shit I've ever seen. Keep it a bean with you. Uh, one of the foster kids at the group home, nigga, is reading. He's in the sixth grade. Is reading at like a third grade reading level. Can rap young boy word for word, breath control, everything. Ain't nothing wrong with that kid. And not, there's nothing wrong with him. He just don't fuck with how y'all teaching him. <laughs> he, he that's simple as that. He just don't fuck with how you teaching him. But that kind of power, that kind of influence, that kind of inspiration. Granted, we can argue lyrics and subject matter and content. That's another separate conversation outside of just the influence and inspiration and the controlling of the distribution channels to take young, young, every single young boy. His, 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 they weren't allowing him to, to, they weren't allowing him to monetize and or promote. So you couldn't run ads and anything. So him and his team go, fuck it. We're going to do it ourselves. So I'm. Why, just look out for that. I don't know where he's going to land and how they're going to do it, but the fact that he pulled all this shit down off YouTube is a really, really big deal. Um, to be Grammy-nominated with zero radio play. Not, he got one song here. and there. That nigga's songs do not get played on the radio, period. And he's the biggest art. And was just in jail. So, that dis- that distro conversation is a, is a, is a touchy one. Um... And so few of our creators, no matter what the discipline is, um, really get into that. So I've the and the yay can sound crazy after a while, and but when Vir, when Virgil finesses and the, and Off White does what it does, and you land a deal, and you hear you're at this place, and people are trying to understand why those distro channels, man. You want to? How can we get this? And how can everybody be wearing this? How can everybody have this? Um, I, I. It's always interesting that I, I feel like I feel like you, um, Murph. Now, uh, should even Raj. I feel like there's certain people that occupy really very very specific spaces in in the industry that do both at high levels, like. To be to be create to be on both the creative and the admin side is one of those ones where it's just hard to do, um, and to navigate because so much of your creativity is is dependent upon uh, mystique and all this other weirdo shit. And you're like, bro, I'm just trying to get to the bag though. You know, at the end of the day, trying to get to the bag and in the process, make sure my niggas get to it, and nobody's telling us what we can and can't not do as far as like what we care about. Um, so I it. To get to hear you articulate it and break it down is, I, to me, is hell, hell important because so few people understand that part of it all. It's like it's a, it's a again, everybody can rap. Like it's 
not there isn't a shortage of 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 niggas that can just gas. We can go outside right now and just ask the very first person. I promise you, and they got a fire sixteen. Come on, nigga, come make this album real quick. Then it's not the point. It's totally not the point. Those distro channels be with the um. Wait, can I ask Bert a question right quick? Yeah, what's going on? When you speak about like there's the creative side, but there's also like the economic side, right? And so when I think about that, I think about your that's your left and right brain, right? And so I'm wondering, like, in your experience, does be like the more you get versed in this economic side of how to how to move appropriately in that way, how do you like when it comes to creating, how do you switch your brain over? Like, do you have to put yourself literally in a different space? Like, do you have to physically remove yourself and put you in a different space to actually then go back to creating the story, the art, the things of that nature? Like, how do you get, what, what is the situation around like being able to switch between being in that creative energy versus being in this like a little more like logical and pragmatic space around the economics of it? It's so wild that you're asking that specific question right now, B, because I just had like a real soul searching moment about a week ago. Um, the comp- Nigga, I'm magical. <laughs> Come on now, you know what's up. <laughs> no, because I moved to LA to to, to join this company um, to work with Black Santa, um, who's a character built out by Baron Davis. And I ended up just basically performing two functions, one as a business person and another as a creative and it was paining me because the business was actually taking up about 80% of my time and I wasn't really getting to to write. You know, I'm not a business person who became a creative. I'm a creative who became a business person to sustain my creative. <laughs> and so I wasn't, you know, although I love the business side because of what it can provide in terms of opportunities and generational wealth and pipelines, um, I wasn't really getting to create. And then I had to be honest with myself and say, um, right now, am, am I can I be of more help as somebody who's who can help provide opportunities and, and pathways or as somebody who's writing another book? Um, and, and, it, and it pains me because what I want to do is make stuff like that's what I love to do. That's when I feel most connected and alive. And I'll, I'll have opportunities to do that. But I, I honestly said, look, if I have to pick one, I think right now, like in terms of my my mission, which is creating opportunities and pathways for marginalized communities in the in the arts. um, this is how I can serve that mission better. And so if I got to fully put on that hat for one, two, three, four years and just make sure that as the best I can, that I can help direct like opportunities and, and, and pay and stuff like that, then that's where it's at. And that's, that's how I need to serve right now. And, and so to answer your question, I still try to protect my creativity by writing by hand, um, making sure I'm always like consuming art, especially in my space, but also not in my space. Um, you know, listening to y'all, like getting all different types of inputs so it can go through the chamber. Um, but to be completely honest, I, I feel like right now the the biggest thing that I, I need to focus on is um, the business. And and that's been hard. I can't say that that's been like a celebration. That's been really hard. Um, but I but I do feel like it's kind of what are what weird. are some of the and you don't have to get in all of them, but yeah. if, if you could name a pinpoint a few. Yeah. What what are some of those difficulties or some of those like just like like variables of like British? I could totally just mail it in and just go just go write my work on me. What are the mm-hmm. what are some of those things that do make it hard to continue that that path of serving? Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, even even coming at it, thinking about like why why I come to choose this now is because I feel like I have chosen the other thing. I feel like I have chosen making the art, and I've seen how hard it is to really get art out there. And now you have an opportunity to do the business that will make it a lot easier, even if it's not your art, to help other people get art out there. And so it's um, I think that's what's been tough. Instead of writing a script, I'm like sending emails or in on in on calls and working on white papers. You know what I mean? It's not it's not sexy. <laughs> you know, it's not exciting. But um, but I do understand that, like, if I were to if I were to move purely into the creative what I'm essentially doing is allowing somebody to come in and, and be my boss. I'm leaving the seat of decision-making to go down into creative, but now I have to probably convince somebody who may know less than I do or may care less than I do about this medium that this is something worthwhile. And so I, that situation just seemed kind of wild to me. Um, and so I think that's what makes it hard, man. It's just it doesn't fill your cup in the same way, but it, it does – I think it does more good in a wider reaching sense. And um but you gotta sacrifice a piece of yourself. You and that's been difficult. Piece of yourself. And that's been difficult. How do you reset your mind? And this may be something that since you said you were just processing this, maybe you haven't gotten to it yet, but if you're choosing like you were in a place where you're having to make a difficult decision. Mm-hmm. Like it just is what it is <laughs> and you're choosing this this other space to be in that's a little more in service to other people and opening doors and all of those things. But there's still the reality of like, you're going to have to reset your mind and still have to find like the beauty and the joy in that space, because you're going to operate in that space a little bit more. Like how do you reshift your, like your perspective? Like how do you find, be present and find joy in doing this other thing that is, you know, like it's not the fun glamorous part. It's the, the very like pragmatic part. Um, I mean, at least for me, it's it's finding joy and fulfillment in the the results, right? Like I had a chance to go to the Black Santa activation, Black Santa NCC in San Francisco. The mascots are there; they're taking pictures with kids, and it's like, yeah, maybe I haven't had the chance to write as many stories for Black Santa, but because I get to help overall, then I get to see this kid genuinely smiling, having a great time with these characters that look like him. Um, And I think like that sort of macro impact, even though it's not as intimate as maybe creating a story and and seeing what it does. Long story short, I think part of it, the the creative side is ego, right? Like I want to be a part. I want to be in the kitchen with everybody. I like cooking up, you know, but that's not what's needed right now more than other stuff. Um, so I, I think the the end result of hopefully seeing kids be able to see the black Mickey Mouse, which is what we're trying to make him, um, I think that just holds some some purpose that's different than any other opportunity that's been on the table. You know, uh, it's it's in timing. Timing makes such a huge difference that I just don't want to focus on the wrong thing at the wrong time and have it um, be maybe okay for me personally, but not necessarily for um, the bigger missions that we're all working for. So, yeah, it's it's a strange intersection. I've never been here before, and uh, it's it's been challenging, B, for real. Monty, do you um, do you almost like – do you resonate with that in a way? Because I think when you spoke last week about that shift you were having about like kind of around – rapping versus being in service like is that 
Are you in a similar space? No, I, I, that's, that's kind of why I'm just, just processing it because Bert, Bert is exactly like he's nailing it and he's got a lo- little bit more framework or a lot more frame, framework around it than I do. Um, the, the idea of niggas being like, yo, when you putting out an album is the silly, sound like the silliest shit in the world to me right now. Like it, like I don't even, like not not even on no, like it just, for what, bro? Like the baby in here, I keep cut, but fuck rap. Like it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't they're not taking care of none of my niggas. They're not making sure our wellness is like the, the prostitution of wellness. Like now niggas in rap that ain't never gave a fuck about nobody wellness is, is promoting wellness. And at the same time, making the same shit that they've been making. So it's like, oh, y'all, y'all goofy for real. So my, I'm, I'm not best served making another record right now. Um, there are artists, there are prolific artists like Jane Hancock that just need a, that just need a nigga to remind them to, to that they to go. Like my, my role might be better served just doing that. My, uh, making, making sure Kev, Kev got enough, you know, enough bandwidth to just get his shit off. Like it's, it's other shit that's that's way more fulfilling right now than making a rap song, but like it just it's it's cool. And then like you put it up, the the niggas who already listen to you go, oh that shit tight. And then you back at square one. It's not it's not actually impacting no change. It's not building nothing. It's not an actual system that other people can benefit off of, and it's not feeding other families. So as of right now, and perhaps that'll change, but. Is the the distribution conversation is so important to me right as of right now is because we've never had one, and then the one the the few times we actually were in positions to have one as a region as a as a viable region as one of the as one of the top ten markets which we've been for God knows how long um, the idea that there's no residual like economic benefit in 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 present day seems kind of silly like you. You walk up and down Telegraph, and there's all these co workspaces that are government funded that have that have been fully rebuilt, restored, Wi-Fi facilities, you name it, and they they're they'd much rather just have them empty than put the artists in there for free. Like that's disgusting. Like uh, there's there, there's there's nothing you can tell me to make that make sense. When uh, in in Oakland, just Oakland, be, this is before you get to San Francisco, Vallejo, Richmond. Before you get to the surrounding parts, just in Oakland alone, you can go stand in the middle of any street and just stumble into some of the most talented people you've ever met. And so, with no initiative to serve them, I would just be like, I would be like the rest of these niggas that's been on boards and committees that have had access to fund government funding and ain't never put nobody on. Man, there's there's been art grants given out in Oakland for forever that artists don't know about and and no and no one put them on because niggas got in there found out what it was and they just closed they shut the door behind them that's crazy hey money you can get a grant for this right now and, so, and do the same thing that's not the play so educating the artists around me uh the ian kelly's the the jane hancock's the the black achilles the passwords like the fact that i get to, to be around them and like just be in a support role uh Jizzle's records, like them songs, sound nuts, bro. Like I'd, I'd rather do that right now. Um, I got a question, Manny. Uh, do they, do they work out percentage points if you don't have like the upfront money to work out a to to work to do something in a studio? 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. That happens, every, that happens every that's, day. That's the that's the going. That's the going <laughs> oh yeah, there. that's okay, the because nobody, no artists got no money, you know, and it's like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's, hey. that's, like, that's, that's what I was thinking about as far as like the like not utilizing a studio for, hey, if an artist doesn't have the money. Hey, yeah, you can come in here and record all you want to. I'll own. Fifty percent or whatever you make, it, you, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> you go right ahead. I uh, I got to really like I was telling L, I don't know Dame like that. I got to we got to really pee. Shout out to the boy Dame, bro. Like a nigga put a fucking play together and on the most beautiful shit. But we got to really rap and understand his perspective. He's like, bro. He's like, can't nobody come back to the reef to do nothing if they ain't signing no paperwork because niggas is coming and just pillaging the sauce. Like it's it's. He's like, I can see it. From all the way over here, nigga. So I know, I know y'all got to feel away, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. It's crazy. So it ain't to it ain't to be on no no tycoon shit. It ain't to be. It's like just to protect yourself because money money make people who ain't never had it do some nut shit. Like the, a lot a lot of our existence and just and just and just finessing and moving around is is so predicated on scarcity. And so the the amount of things you can get to, you can get people to do to go against whatever their moral setup is or whatever behind some bread is 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 madness. It's absolute madness. So to answer to answer your question, be absolutely. But Bert, Bert, the framework, if if it sounded like I was rambling last week, Bert, Bird's framework is is exactly what and Bird's framework and then and then L's clarity uh, this morning is is exactly what I, I was seeking in that. In that stream of conscious uh, ramble last week, from the conversation that you you Sue and Push was happen have hap, had, I noticed that there was like four people in the comments that all said the same thing about oh they had me until they were talking about how they're only doing it for the bag, and so then it just made my mind think about why do people love the struggling artists until they not struggling, and why do they get upset when the artist says I'm in it for the bag now. Mm. Cause it's like, oh, I, I, you saw that comment? Yeah, you saw. Oh, okay, I got, I got. That makes hella sense now. And uh, cause I just think about how artists start off and they're giving, they're giving the people all that they have, cause they don't have the music, so they're giving them all that, all that emotion, everything. And usually the first project don't even hit, second one don't hit. Then when it finally hit, and then they're still doing it. And then it's it's not no more for the love because now it's a real deal business. Now it goes from it just being free and people listening and people falling in love with it to now this is how my kids, kids, kids are going to eat, how the rest of my family is eating. So it can't just be, oh, I'm doing it for the love. It can't be that anymore. You have to get start thinking about what all what else does it attain like. I can do five songs on the project that are more for me, but the other seven songs need to be more for the people. And I can't remember what artist said that he'd be like, all you motherfuckers want from me is depressed music. Secretly, I ain't even depressed no more, but I still got to make this dark shit because that's what my fan base likes. It makes me think of uh, Ryan Davis, the comedian. And I think a lot of other comedians probably do this as well. He talked about that kind of same idea of how people reacted to him super poorly because he was do he's a comedian and he got I think he gained a lot more of his following via social media and he's like I'm not just a social media TikTok person like I'm a genuine comedian 
that's like really good at my craft. And so at some point when he built enough, he switched over to Patreon and he went uh, behind a firewall and he took his videos down off of Instagram and people were reacting so crazy. Like, you know, like we, (laughs) you were here and you were giving us all this free content and, and now you're asking us to like pay for it and like all of this shit. And it's, it, it was, it's very interesting that like, It's like people will <laughs> people will fuck with you until you want to like until you want to do something different. It's like the second you don't fit into their box of who they've created you to be like you give a part of yourself to something and people take that part and build the entirety of who they believe you to be. And when you do something out of that box, people go wild. And it's like I don't know. It's just, it's really weird to me because I'm like, y'all go throw your money at anything at Walmart and Target and all this other shit and never think twice. But if I'm asking to be reimbursed for my IP or the, the laugh I gave you today or any of that shit that I really gave y'all for free for however many years until I got popping, like now it's an issue. One of, the, one of the most bugged out things, though, is like how culpable capitalism is is been and just getting artists to devalue their own efforts. So you don't, you don't know that you know what to charge, especially, especially today. If everybody got a phone in their bucket and everybody got influencer in their bio, how to, what am I supposed to charge you for real? If you can go on this person page and just be entertained for free or what you, or what you think is for free or what you don't understand as far as the inner workings of business and stuff. And so the, the, um, that part is that part of it is just a, a complete a complete uh and this this don't even just apply to like black creatives either this is like across the like if you identify as a creative yo i, I that, that there's a, there's a very very strong chance that your idea of how this is supposed to work on some economic shit is completely upside down like you don't have a clue um and it's twisted for folks to believe that anything is free like there's nothing that's actually free so if someone's getting paid and unfortunately the person that you're watching for free is not the person that'll be getting paid in, mo- in most cases for this one you know what i mean like somebody that's not even a not even a part of the putting out the creation for you is the one that's getting paid and that's not that's not the way this thing is supposed to go so when the artists are like when the actual individual wants to go behind a paywall or actually wants to you know get there just do uh after they've done all this work you know what i mean for uh for you without receiving the actual i mean they received something but they didn't receive what their worth was in it once they go and grab their worth that's unfortunate that you as an individual can't you know lock on to that you know what i mean but that's the reason why as the creator or as any person i would say that's the reason why you can't put so much stock and the public you should you should utilize the public because it's it's beneficial you know the more the masses are are beneficial but you also got to understand that mass appeal has a uh, has like a dog chasing the fire hydrant type of mentality like they hear the sirens and they're running behind that one another siren can take place and they're off to that one you know what i mean so it's not like uh you got to be very careful about being so 
being whimsical with the public that is already whimsical. You know what I mean? You gotta work. You gotta you gotta get behind that on yourself. You know what I mean? That's that's work on that's work on the individual. And once you do cross over into that awareness of that, you gotta stick with it. You gotta you gotta be strong within within what your beliefs are after over, over the knowledge that you receive. Hopefully, you receive that shit sooner rather than later. But you know, the sooner the better. And when you do, you got to stick with it and be a-okay with the decisions that you make that is more beneficial to you as an individual. Folks, be forgetting the fact that you are the only motherfucker that is out here that's going to be looking out for yourself. You got to understand that part. The sooner the better. If anybody's been paying attention to who and everything, mm. the, the Lakers are the perfect example. Mm. Mm. Uh, the uh, the reason why you don't see uh, superstars playing twenty years is like the level of disgruntled you can be <laughs> by the time you get to a, a certain position in life. Like Brown out here getting flagrant twos and fines and fights, and you know, like this is all like the. This 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 is this is exactly why the cats don't utilize don't utilize that much time and you take I mean I see why Jordan took the little time off or whatever, mm. but that's also why I see Brian being number one and Jordan being number two because you go all the way through to get to your twenty, you got to be a different type of dude for you not to get uh, disgruntled prior to then. Like it took you to it took you getting to nineteen years and now you like, you know I'm off this shit. It's, ch- it's championship right. or I beat your ass. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> literally. It ain't no in between, bro. It ain't no like, oh, that, maybe next year. Gee. Oh, you know what? I see my son coming in about three years, so I'm going to just, you know, stick around. For- That's probably how you started. But you like it's not the energy now, bro. Eighty-two games is a long time, bro. Like I, I can to see be if out I, there fucking around, bro. Like, I can see if I started my season, bro, at about about game number, you know, sixty-five. Like I took off the entire year, came in game sixty five, and I just make the playoff push. And yeah, you could probably keep a piece of your mind, but starting from game one, oh no, no, no! Not not at no not no thirty not no thirty five. I've played eighteen years, and my knees bad. No, that- can I ask why? Why was his fine so? Because I don't know enough about basketball. I don't know much of anything, but why was his fine so much bigger than the other guy? Because oh, he, he actually hit, bro. He made that nigga's whole face explode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he actually did hit, bro. And then you can, it was on accident, it was on purpose. You can do, debate that all you want to, but that 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 he hit, he clocked the shit out of, bro. Yeah, and it, and it has to do with name too, like name name on that one. So it's because it was LeBron that did that. So since it was LeBron that did that, then really the fine was whatever, and the um and the the suspension was whatever. Anybody else though? Nigga, that's a that's a few that's a few that's a few games off. Right. That that was that's the part. But to L to your point to the this is why we don't see people in year twenty. This is why I didn't want to see Brian in year twenty. I have the I have the imagery of Michael Jordan as a wizard burned in my brain. I have the imagery of Shaquille O'Neal in a Celtics jersey burned in my brain and I can't unsee it and it makes me sad. So watching Brian, his 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 mind is fine. Yeah, mine's just. But fine. his 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 body don't do what his mind wanted to do the way it used to do, as it's, often as it needs. As to as often as it needs to do. So now we in this weird space. So the 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 basketball in itself is hard to watch. 
And also, uh, and also, people be having you fucked up when when you that nice. Oh, oh no, no, no. yeah, and like, and like the level of disrespect that because you got other players in the league that's disrespectful. Like when they played against uh, the Phoenix Suns, and Cats is over there doing they uh, dumbass. But Cats is Cats is up there doing their uh, like celebratory and uh, mocking and all that stuff. And when I say the entire Lakers sideline is like, bro, we'll fight you for real, right? You know what I mean? Like we them old heads that we don't we don't mind taking a few games off. We need that anyway. Right. But uh but yeah, I mean, I think that's another part of it too, is just that the game continues on and you know, young cats forget that, you know, folks been doing this for a minute and they be like, Nah, it's my turn. So that's where you got young boo boo. <laughs> I don't like that. That make I don't like that. I don't like weak niggas acting like they wasn't weak cause you owe. That's it. That's it. Just because you just because you play forty minutes, and just fine, and I just gotta wait to the last fifteen to really like do my do. You know what I mean? Like I, I play I play solid my first five minutes, and then I got the last fifteen in me. You know what I mean? In between is just like, all right, bro, you got it. You got way too much energy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing that. I'm not playing defense where I need to play defense. But like, you know, that's just like the disrespect of it. But that's why you just gotta show people your hands. That's why. That's why old folks just be showing hands. <laughs> That's why you get that extra that extra elbow, extra little knee to the gut. You know, that little backhand to the lip. You know what I'm saying? That's it. B, what's um not it? Can we just say L as an old man is gonna be a sight to behold? <laughs> well, L from here on out. <laughs> what you, what, like, what you mean? What you mean? What fucks, you mean? Oh, you talking about right now? That's me right now. What you mean? I'm just I'm, like I'm starting now. Just about to go that, into like, negative fucksgiving. Yeah, like, I'm gonna get a head start. Be your prime, old right? Age. Yeah, like I, you know what I mean? Because I, I I still I feel great physically. You know what I'm saying? So why would I wait? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to be 60 and, like, I don't know what I'm about to be like at 60. You know what I mean? I played a lot of years of hoop, so I don't know what 60 looked like for me. You know, I don't know. You're like, but right now? Right now, bro? (laughs) What you talking about, bro? I already got that energy. I'm somebody, OG. (laughs) (laughs) I'm somebody, OG is crazy. My bad, y'all got me started, man. Oh, I'm whatever. somebody else who might be the funniest <laughs> shit in life. <laughs> I just, I feel like people get older and stop and stop giving as many fucks. And I don't know what that looks like when somebody already gives zero. Like, do, is zero the baseline or can we get into negative? Exactly. I think it's going to be negative with your mans over here. <laughs> Oh, it's definitely gonna be negative. That nigga L gonna be checking niggas just for, what I can tell by what how you starting. You about to say <laughs> you about to say oh. some bullshit. Oh, just 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 wait till I get to the age where they can't really give you jail time. <laughs> like my nigga, you don't you. There's nothing that you can do for me in there. You know what I mean? Like you're a wasted you're a wasted person in a cell. <laughs> you know, like that's really what retirement be looking like. Is like man, I can do shit where they don't even want to. They don't even lock me up for that. Like. Wait, it was this nigga? That nigga needs Wait, a this show. Wait, this the nigga that did all that? Come on, bro. Stop playing. What this ain't the nigga that went to the store and stole all those steaks. Bro. Not a trench coat full of steaks. Nah, you're old. You just put them in the basket and walk out. Boy, a trench coat of uh, steaks, but underneath just got a wife beater on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no bottoms. Just, just, just steak. Just steak, wife, 
Oh, no bottoms is crazy. Over, over, over long wife beater. Hey, L, you gonna have some 14s on? The steaks, the steaks on the hook. <laughs> just, hella, just hella hooks inside the, inside the trench coat. Hey, L, you gonna have, you gonna have no bottoms and some 14s on? Oh, you know, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm getting my 14s back. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling her about the, uh, uh, the, uh, the gym teacher that took my 14s. When that, when that nigga got fired, bro, <laughs> you just, you just start ransacking people lockers. Like, I still want my black and black and red 14s to this day. Um, B on the on the age in 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 shit. Um, I thought you had a great topic about food choices, and we can get out of here. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day about like what some foods that I well I was thinking for myself. So I ate that. Well, it started with thinking about things that bring you like childlike joy. Everything's got to be way deeper than it needs to fucking be with me. But things that bring you childlike joy, then that went to nostalgia. Um, and it made me think of like old school, like snacks, like hood snacks that <laughs> you used to fuck with. That like as an adult, you know, like that shit ain't healthy. But like, I might fuck around if it's in my vicinity. Um, so yeah, I would I would love to like what what are y'all because there's and there's other th- I'm also interested like what is something that you're like now you're like there's no way I would fucking eat so I think of like craft cheese with the little plastic around it like that was what we had growing up but now as an adult like there's no fucking way I would ever eat that shit for any reason but on the flip side give me a squeeze it what happiest day of my fucking life. <laughs> No, nah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I guess it's now that niggas know they ain't really supposed to be fucking with bread and shit like that. Like, and nigga, peanut butter and jelly gonna be a fight for your boy over here. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. This shit. Wait, I'm not giving that up. <laughs> got, I have at least four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a week. Bro, like, it, it just, they just be doing numbers, bro. Like, what you? What am I supposed to do? Like, are you kidding me? Then it was like, oh, you can't really fuck with chips like that. Nigga, chips? You gonna take chips away? Yeah, chips is for sure a thing like that. Hey, if y'all ever had a damn uh, pickle-flavored joints from Trader Joe's? Come on, bro. They, they gonna have to stop it, bro. And... And then don't don't let it don't let the little kids of variety pack be sitting around. <laughs> they man, these <laughs> babies they don't need hot Cheetos. Hey, I get, ah, let me clear them out for you. Hey, by quick. the way, like the little the little value pack of uh, Funyuns is the best version of Funyuns. Like they put just the right enough for the little you know all the different varieties in there. Nah, but actually in the pack itself, like the uh, the larger bag of Funyuns oh, never tastes like ratio, the value. They pack. actually ratio. I see yeah, the ratio yeah, is right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's just like a little hood but, fact for you. But you ain't you. Y'all ain't seen the McDonald's breakdown. McDonald's been whooping us forever. You want to supersize that nigga? The supersize is the same as the amount of fries as the small fry. They've been mm. whooping us. Mm. You ain't seen y'all ain't seen that video, mm. bro. He got the three empty boxes and poured it into all the sizes up, and it's the same size. I said, bro, this crazy. It's for the real. way you hold the box. It's the way you hold it. Hey, I swear. Hey, money. What is your YouTube algorithm? Right, that oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, first off. <laughs> Money, money got the most like <laughs> a, it, it covers the most range. Exactly. <laughs> but wait, B, I left my shit logged in at my mom's house, so now it's pure cocoa melon, and then a, uh, a little Uzi video, and then a cooking show. Like, and <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know. Hey, YouTube algorithm. Just take, I might have the over. hardest one. It's a little bit of everything on there. 
conspiracy theories or some more shit. Yeah, my nigga, my nigga recommended is about forty videos. Like, bro, that, <laughs> did, that, did, that, did that give you more more uh, bandwidth? Bro? Like, how did you? How do you? How, how does this that much of a function on here? Oh man, to our YouTube uh, viewers, um, our our Spotify, Apple Podcast listenership, thank y'all for rocking with us. Um, it was dope having Bird in the building today. Um, Lige, look, can I? I'm never mind. I'm gonna do it off camera. Uh, I, I, baby fever for men is real, bro. That's a real thing. I'm like, I, I got the itch bad. So, Papa, 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 my no, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Take it back. Uh, that has been. It's another episode of Meet the Brave podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Love, love. Yes. Bye.